Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We've got a lot of football to talk about this hour, talking about IU, Purdue, Notre Dame, later on some high school football and the Colts. Right now, though, He's the most important man you know, the Secretary of Scores, the Minister of Information. It's Network Indiana's Josh Mullenix. Coach, so good to be with you on a Saturday night in downtown Indianapolis, high above the circle. Coach, there was so much that happened today around the state. High school, high school football last night. We had college football today, college basketball, the NBA. We got to get to all of it. Uh, just across the street from where we are at Gambridge Fieldhouse, the Pacers beat the Orlando Magic 114-113 this evening. Tyrese Halliburton, 22 points and 14 assists on the night. Miles Turner, a double-double of his own, 20 points and 11 rebounds. The Blue and Gold are 9-6 and six on the season and tied for fourth in the Eastern Conference through 15 games. A little college basketball to get to. Just wrapped up moments ago, Valparaiso beat Incarnate Word 68-64. The Beacons were 20 of 23 from the free throw line to Incarnate Word's seven total free throws. Uh, that's the difference in that one. We heard a little bit about the Jaguars playing Franklin College. IUPUI beat Franklin 59-45. Uh, Jaguars 25 of 58 from the field. Franklin made just five of their 29 three-point attempts. Uh, no Grizzlies players finished in double figures. Ball State beat Indiana South Bend 86-72. Six different Cardinals were in double figures. Jalen Sellers, 18 points, 14 rebounds on 7 of 10 shooting to lead all Ball State scorers. Evansville, the Purple Aces, they fell to SMU 55-47. to Purple Aces just 19 of 66 from the field. Um they're the 355th ranked offense out of 363 Division I teams so far this season, uh, struggling to put the ball in the basket, Coach. Butler beat the Citadel 89-42, Coach. 17-31 of 31 from beyond the arc. That's quite the shooting night for the Bulldogs. Two in a row after a very slow start from the three-point line to start the season. Seamus Lukosius, 18 points. Jaden Taylor had 18 points as well. The Bulldogs take on Tennessee in the Bahamas next week. Uh, elsewhere around the state, Wabash beat, beat Maryville from Tennessee 84-74. to DePaul beat Webster 79-61. to And Hanover beat UW River Falls 59-56. to Marion beat Taylor 87-67. Bethel beat St. Francis 79-68. Indiana Tech by 15 over Lawrence Tech. And Morningside, they beat Indiana Wesleyan 85-61. to Coach, uh, probably, if, if, if not the biggest, the most emotional and intense win of the IU football season. I want you to listen to Coach Tom Allen in the locker room after the game. You can feel the intensity in his voice. We're playing the toughest league in America. You better bring it every week. You better fight to the finish. For 60 minutes, NBA! For 60 minutes, NBA! 
you could definitely see it on his face in his you know, sprinting across the field after the game. Uh, quite a scene in East Lansing, uh, Indiana bringing the old brass platoon back to Bloomington. 39-31 win over Michigan State in double overtime. They were down by 17 points at halftime, Coach, and came back to win. It's their first win since September 17th. Notre Dame beat Boston College on senior day, 45 to nothing. Irish ran all over the Eagles, 281 yards, 7.5 yards per carry, four touchdowns on the ground. Purdue beat Northwestern 17 to 9. Aiden O'Connell, two touchdowns on senior day. Charlie Jones and Payne Durham catching passes from the sixth, sixth year Boilermaker. Uh, elsewhere, in Division Three playoff action, first round to Paul fell to Carnegie Mellon 45 14. In Division Two playoff action, UND fell to Pittsburgh State 35 to nothing. Coach, we touched on it a little bit, uh, but the Indianapolis Colts, they're taking on the Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow afternoon at Lucas Oil Stadium. Coach, it's a different beast beating the Raiders versus the 8-1 and Eagles. Uh, I'm looking for Jonathan Taylor to run it a lot. That's what the Commanders did in handing the Eagles their first loss of the season. Plenty more to get to tonight, and we'll be right here with you. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Josh Mullinex. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. IU football, what a game today. Double overtime, 39-31 winners over Mississippi State from the IU Athletic Network, Sports Network. Our good friend John Herrick. John, what a weekend for you. What a weekend. Basketball with a W, football with a W, basketball game tomorrow. You're living the dream, but today you saw a tremendous football game. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if this is great for my cardiovascular health, Bob, between the <laughs> Friday night game that went, came down to the right. wire and then this game, which was what seemed where IU was, it seemed like they were dead to rice at halftime. I mean, they scored you know, the first touchdown of the game on a 34-yard Dexter Williams touchdown run, and then after that just could not do anything offensively and Michigan State's got a very good quarterback in Peyton Thorne and he started to carve them up and the problem is you know one of the biggest problems is all the injuries defensively which is why Tom Allen deserves a ton of credit for being able to find a way to get this team to get the necessary stops that they needed with no Cam Jones he's been out you know for several weeks now and uh, Aaron Casey I mean that guy was battling a sickness all week and he goes out on the defensive line, make some key tackles, put some key pressures on uh, Peyton Thorne, and it was just enough. And really the play that I think got IU back in the game, Bob, was that 79-yard touchdown run by Sean Shivers when they were down 24-7 to because that got them back within 10. And even though Michigan State scored after that, it, right. that play really kind of made them believe, okay, we can finally do something offensively. And then that insane kickoff return by Jalen Lucas from 88 yards got us back to within 10 again. And I think that's when people, I think that's really when it was like, all right, this is a battle. This isn't Michigan State just walking away with this game uh, like it had been for IU opponents for the last several weeks. And really, they were finally able to buck the trend. And now they've got some great momentum going into obviously a, a game that doesn't need a whole lot of introduction, <laughs> the big rivalry game against right. Purdue this upcoming Saturday. 
Well, the big plays, John, are, are the big thing. I mean, you talk about res- – we, we use the term resiliency, which is an accurate term in terms of how teams are, and this has been a resilient bunch, and uh, they've had every reason to, to kind of toss in the towel, so to speak. But the big plays were just a jolt for them. Yeah. Defensively. And, and, and the other part of it, think about this, though. You know, you get the big play, and then Michigan State answers the score with a score, and yet they just keep grinding out and grinding out and find a way to win. Yeah, and there were some there were some plays that went against them several times in this game, too. Penalties. They had seven penalties for 40 yards, a couple of defensive holding penalties. But I really tell you what, though, Bob, they really did an excellent job of um, – they, they did a great job of uh, finding a way to, you know, coming out and make sure that they didn't let those penalties dictate how things were going to go ever. Um, Tom Allen staying consistently fired up um, mm-hmm. made them, I think, made them believe, you know what, our coach believes, so we need to believe. Right. And that was, uh, right. that was a really important. And, you know, they also, how do you win a game where you only gain 288 yards offensively and Michigan State has 540? Well, you get the kickoff return for a touchdown. You don't commit any turnovers. And Michigan State had a key interception that, um, you know, IU was able to get. And that was huge uh, that Jonathan Haynes intercepted because that interception helped get IU more momentum. So they played a relatively clean game, too. And, um, you know, passing game will need to be a little bit better against Purdue next week. But uh, overall tonight, they got to be very pleased with the way they were able to fight back and win a thrilling contest. They're going to be thrilled to death with the with the win, and uh, you know their their postseason tournament comes up next weekend <laughs> against Purdue. Yeah, yeah. You know that that's what they're doing. You know their 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 season, you know, can uh, it's been disappointing, but uh, can be. I think they can take away the sting in a lot of respects with a, a a similar performance against the Boilers next week, and I think it'll be a great game. It will be a great game. I mean, Purdue's had a very successful season. They're seven and four. I know they wish they would have played better today against Northwestern, but they're going to be a tough out. Um, and also, too, uh, you know, Tom Allen moves into a very, you know, limited history. There aren't very many IU coaches that have thirty wins, and he got his thirtieth career win today. <laughs> right. They also doubled last year's win total, so it's not great that you're four and seven. But you got to at least look at some of the positives, and those are right. some of the positive things right there. And James Evans has been terrific at, you know, at punting the football. He's one of the best players in the nation at that. Deshaun McCullough, one of their linebackers, is one of the best linebackers for rookies or freshmen. Um, he's had, you know, because he's had a great year. He has four sacks. And he's been, I mean, and Aaron Casey playing the way he did with not being 100%. So many guys are stepping up, even with all the injuries. Got to cap it off with a win next week. IU basketball tomorrow at the Gamebridge Fieldhouse against Miami. Hopefully that won't be overtime for you, John. John Herrick from the IU Sports Network. Great job, John. Always great to talk to you. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Bob. You too. My name is Josh Mullinex. This is an Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update. Last night, the Indiana Hoosiers, they beat Xavier 81-79 at the Centos Center. Trace Jackson Davis played like the preseason All-American that he is. 30 points on 13 of 16 shooting. Hear TJD about carrying the freshmen in their first true road game at IU. Sometimes, especially with games like this, is the first time it's our first road ch- test. Some of the younger guys haven't played in this hostile environment situation, but I have. So um, I took the load tonight, and um, it's something that I'm willing to do whenever I need to. 
take the load he did. 30 points. Xavier Johnson had 23 points, got to the free throw line 10 different times. Elsewhere in college basketball today, Valpo beat Incarnate Word 68-64. Beacons were 20 of 23 from the free throw line. IUP beat Frank IUPY, excuse me, beat Franklin 59 to 45. Ball State taking care of Indiana South Bend 86 to 72. Evansville, the Purple Aces, they fell to SMU 55 to 47. 19 of 46 from the field were the Purple Aces in that one. Butler, the opposite shooting performance. 89-42 over the Citadel. 55% as a team from the floor. 17 of 31 from beyond the arc. Seamus Lakosius and Jaden Taylor, 18 points apiece. Uh, plenty of Division Two, Division Three, and NAIA action that we'll get to in the next update. I'll talk to you in 15 minutes. Anything you got at IND Sports Talk on Twitter, pictures, tweets, whatever you got. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Josh Molinex. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Just ahead of some Ball State basketball, let's talk about the Irish. Notre Dame 44 nothing winners over Boston College. Irish Illustrated's Dr. Lynn Clark joins me. Lynn, it's a pretty impressive win for the Irish today. Everything going their way uh, as they overwhelm BC. Notre Dame shutting out Boston College 44 to nothing, but 37 of those points coming in the first half. And Notre Dame needed to run the ball. Marcus Freeman all week stressed that they needed to run the ball. They did not do that effectively against Navy last week. And on the first play from scrimmage, Logan Diggs goes 51 yards to set the tone as Notre Dame rushes for 281 yards. But senior day at Notre Dame Stadium, it was a typical South Bend weather day with snow coming in the second half. But <laughs> Isaiah Foskey mm-hmm. sets the all-time record for sacks at Notre Dame, eclipsing Justin Tuck's record. And then Michael Mayer, probably playing his last game at Notre Dame Stadium, goes over the 2,000-yard mark as a uh, the, the receiver for tight ends. Uh, I think uh, the 13th player in Notre Dame history to do that. Jack Kaiser, probable for this game, did play, had four tackles, the second leading tackler on the game, and J.D. Bertrand, who missed last week with a groin injury against Navy, leading the team with five tackles. But Notre Dame now 8-3 and three on the season. Bob, they'll go out west to play USC, their arch rival, with a chance to go 9-3 and three and maybe get that Gator Bowl uh, bid against an SEC school. But everything going the Irish way this afternoon mm-hmm. in South Bend. Nine and three would be a tremendous year, uh, considering how they started this season, Lynn. Yeah, it's not where you start; it's where you finish. Right. And uh, you know, earlier on, they couldn't get a takeaway. Bob Benjamin Morrison, the freshman out of Arizona, with three interceptions against Emmett Moorhead, <laughs> the quarterback for Boston College, who was really starting the surge and led his team to a victory over North Carolina State last week. But three interceptions. Possibly a, uh, another one, J.D. Bertrand, possibly had a pick six, but he couldn't haul it in. But uh, two fumbles as well by Boston College. They turned the ball over five times. And so this was not only another confidence-building game, but Notre Dame is starting to hit on all cylinders. So a little skeptical coming out of the Navy game in that second half, but the run game is back where it used to be, that one-two-three punch of Logan Diggs, Chris Tyree, and Audric Estime. Well, the SC battle, as, uh, as we know, is a great one. Give me your thoughts on what this will be uh, next week with the Trojans. Well, right now, USC is playing their arch rival, UCLA, and it's a, a knockout, dragout fight. Last time I looked at the score, UCLA was up by a touchdown. But uh, hopefully they'll be kind of worn down. It's going to be a short preparation week with the holiday this week. And so the team that is better prepared and does not give up the football is going to be the team that walks out of the L.A. Coliseum with a victory. But right now, Notre Dame is very confident after that shutting out Boston College 44 to Well nothing. said. 
When's uh, when did Mike Bray and the Irish? Back on Tuesday night in the Gotham Classic, they'll take on Bowling Green, and right now Mike's team is undefeated. They're still looking for a big guy, but they'll have Marcus Hammond back on the roster uh, in, in the game against Bowling Green. But uh, right now they're undefeated, and they're playing old, as Mike says. <laughs> I love it. Dr. Lynn Clark, Irish Illustrated, on the call of Notre Dame's 44 nothing win over Boston College. Lynn, as always, thank you so much for all you do for us. Have a great weekend. You too, Bob. College basketball today. Ball State beats Indiana University South Bend 86-72. From the Ball State Network, our good friend David Eha. David? Good win. It's a good IUSB team, and they really are. Played in the national tournament last year, uh, highly ranked, a lot of talented guys, an impressive win for the Cardinals this afternoon. Yeah, it was, Coach. I mean, Cardinals had six in double figures. 47 of their 86 points came from the sophomore class, which was big. Uh, But you called it about South Bend. I was really impressed with them playing without one of their uh, better players, Dejan Barney. These guys wouldn't go away. The final margin was 14 points, but it was a six-point game with about seven minutes to go, and uh, and they just kept battling. But monster game by sophomore Jalen Sellers, career-high 18 points, 14 rebounds for the 6'4 guard. Wow. 18 and 14? <laughs> that's a that, that's a month's work for some people, for heaven's sakes. Bob, I look at the box score. I'm not sure I've ever seen this. The plus minus Jalen Sellers plus 30. Yikes. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, definitely a difference maker. He broke, a, broke his hand, so he missed about, uh, you know, four weeks with that. So, really, this is really – just now getting into form right and, uh, right they've talked all all preseason that he just had a heck of a summer and uh man he he played like it today he's going to be a beast come max season so tell me about this team uh, you know the, they have some talented guys as you point out uh new coach new philosophy we all understand that but this is uh, this is a team that has a big upside does it not Oh, no question about it. I mean, uh, the biggest thing Michael Lewis did was getting, of course, Peyton Sparks, the Mac freshman of the year, to come back. And then Sellers and Bashir Jihad followed. Great young players. You got Jerron Coleman transferring back from Missouri. Right, right. They've got all the pieces. Um, I think, you know, what Coach Lewis is trying to – help them take on the identity of the coach. And that starts with the toughness on the defensive end and taking care of the mm-hmm. basketball. So it's a, it's a work in progress, um, but, you know, there's a lot of excitement right now in Muncie. Well, there should be because, uh, you know, Michael, uh, I have no doubt will be successful um, as a player. He didn't back away from a soul. I think we all know that, and uh, the teams he was involved with won a lot of won a lot of basketball games, and that wasn't by accident. Oh, there's no question about it. I mean, they play the right way, but you know they were in so many games, and I think Coach Lewis's mantra is say, okay, in those games when you get to the four minute media timeout where you know the Cardinals didn't end up winning those games, what are those different? makers those plays at the end of the game and that's where the toughness the accountability 
Um, you know, that that's what he's striving for. And, you know, the one thing I will say, guys have bought into their roles. Guys like Mickey Pearson coming off the bench. Um, so, you know, again, to get six and double figures, it's, it's guys sharing the basketball, playing for one another. And, uh, again, with the amount of youth, the, the ceiling, the upside, this is going to be a much better basketball team come January and February than you're even seeing right now. All right. After Thanksgiving, they're taking on Vermont at uh, Wortham Arena next Friday, the 25th. Uh, I like the I like scheduling. This will be a good challenge for them. Oh, it is. I mean, uh, and actually, Bob, that is part of a. It, we're going to be in the Bahamas for a three game oh. stretch. So, uh-huh. um, you know, not not too shabby, right? Spending the uh, Thanksgiving right. in Bahamas, but they're going to start off with Vermont. Uh, it's a tournament down there, the Baja. Mar Classic. You've got eight good mid-major programs, teams like UNCW, yeah. Long Beach State. Uh, so there's no question. Two of the first four victories have come against a Division three and an NAI team, so the, the competition is going to get much stiffer. Vermont, as you know, a perennial powerhouse in the America East Conference. So this will be a really good test, three games in three days. Uh, starting Friday after Thanksgiving. Well, it's a tough assignment, but I think they're sending the right guy for this, Dave, really. I, I um, couldn't agree yeah. with more with you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. may as well be me, right? Uh, it's a horrible job, but uh, they picked the right guy for it. Oh, David Ehoff, Ball State Network, Ball State Winning uh, 86-72 or IU South Bend, headed down to the Bahamas. Hey, I hope we're able to talk, if we can get you off the beach next weekend, hope we're able to talk about uh, the Cardinals down in the Bahamas, okay? Bob, I'll find a a quiet spot at the lobby (laughs) bar and give you a shout. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right, Dave, thanks. Have a great weekend. You got it. All right, Great time of year playing some ball. Ball State with a good win, headed down to the Bahamas for a tournament. Uh, IU at Gamebridge Fieldhouse tomorrow, taking on Miami of Ohio. Uh, a lot going on. Scoreboard update coming up with the man himself, Josh Mullenix, and then we will come back and talk more, more basketball and football on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. All righty, scoreboard update, Indiana Sports Talk. My name is Josh Molinex. Um, I know this is Indiana Sports. I know that's what we're doing here, right? But weird, weird night in the SEC. Tennessee, number five in the country, down 56-31 to South Carolina. Ole Miss, number 14 in the country, down 42-12 to Arkansas. Anyways, um, a weird night for the SEC. The Pacers tonight at Gambridge Fieldhouse, Four wins in a row for the Pacers. The Blue and Gold beat the Magic 114-113. Tyrese Halliburton, 22 points, 14 assists, along with two steals and three blocks. Miles Turner, another double-double, 20 points and 11 rebounds. Blue and Gold, 9-6 and six on the season, and tied for fourth in the Eastern Conference. College football, Notre Dame beat Boston College 44 to nothing. Irish ran all over 
the Eagles, 281 yards. Logan Diggs had a touchdown. Audric Estime had a two touchdowns. Chris Tyree had a touchdown out of his own on the ground. Four touchdowns for the Irish in total. Benjamin Morrison, the freshman, a massive season for the cornerback. He had three interceptions against Boston College. Purdue beat Northwestern 17-9. Aiden O'Connell on senior day, 159 yards, two touchdowns. Six years, Aiden O'Connell has been a boilermaker. Charlie Jones and Payne Durham each caught a touchdown pass on the day. Indiana beat Michigan State 39-31 in double overtime to reclaim the old brass platoon, bring it back to Bloomington. First win since September 17th for the Hoosiers. Uh, They were down 17 at halftime. In college basketball, for Network Indiana Sports, I'm Josh Molinex. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Colts taking on Philadelphia tomorrow. Colts, as everyone knows, big win last weekend, win number one for Coach Jeff uh, Saturday, and a, a very dramatic win. With me to talk about it, the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Matt, the big win last week, to say the least, a, a, a tumultuous week, but you know, Coach Saturday and his guys were able to take care of business, so to speak, uh, block all that out. They are professionals, and it was a fun – I'm sure from your perspective, what a great experience last uh, last weekend. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a crazy week, topped off with a, with a big win for this team. I mean, you just start with the fact that they needed a win to sort of get back on track and and, uh, you know, save their season, if you will, and stop a three-game losing skid. So from that standpoint, it was, it was big. But I just thought, I mean, I was just incredibly impressed with just, I mean, we all know about, you know, the dis- uh, dismissal of Frank Reich and bringing in Jeff right. Saturday. And, I mean, he didn't really hit the ground running until Tuesday morning of last week, and then they put the game plan together. He had to figure out who was going to call plays on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, that was Parks Frazier, who had never called plays at any level, let alone the NFL. And, uh, you know, they went out and, and sort of in makeshift order, uh, put together a game plan and beat an NFL team, uh, you know, in three or four days preparation. So from that standpoint, I was incredibly impressed. And right. listen, I know, it's, right. I know it's the Raiders and, right, they're two and seven and they're, they're probably not going to make the playoffs and they're, they're on a three-game losing skid as well, but – uh, as I've said all week, they're they're an NFL team, and they've got really good football players on both sides of the ball. And the Colts, with all of those changes and all the chaos around them, uh, they went in there and they won a football game on the road in a really tough place to play. It got loud there several times in Las Vegas last week. So crazy week, and we'll see if they can put it all together uh, against a much uh, more difficult opponent coming up uh, tomorrow against the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, you, you're you're past the euphoria and you're past all the distractions of new coach and and dismissal and all the other things. And you you get a win. You feel great about yourselves. And now you come back to work and you realize you're dealing with uh, a really good football team in the Eagles. I mean, very capable offensively, defensively. And uh, you know now now it's one of those situations where. Uh, as we know, in the business you're in, what have you done for me lately? You're, that's what you're looking at tomorrow. Uh, you know, the Raider game's long over. And you need to lock right. in and, and and stop a very good team. So, you know, there's certain challenges now that the Eagles pre- uh, present to the Colts tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the Eagles might be one of the best teams, if not the best team, 
uh, in the NFL. I mean, they're tied for the best record in the league right now through nine games uh, at eight and one, only with the Minnesota Vikings. And I think they're going to be pretty PO'd coming off their first loss of the season. They felt right, like they kind right. of stubbed their toe on Monday Night Football at home, you know, in front of a national audience. They were ten and a half point favorites, and they lost to the Commanders. And maybe the Commanders laid out the blueprint for teams to beat Philadelphia, kind of like what the Colts did. A couple years back, if you remember, on Sunday night football against the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, that high-flying offense in Kansas City, you know, the Colts were the underdogs that night, but they ground-controlled Kansas City that night, just like what uh, the Commanders did a couple nights ago uh, in in Philadelphia. You know, they ran for over 150 yards. They had 40 minutes of time of possession and just limited the possessions uh, for the Eagles in that game, and they were efficient on offense on their own, so... I think that's what the Colts are going to have to try to duplicate in tomorrow's game at Lucas Oil Stadium. But you're talking about a, a Philadelphia team, Bob, that is top five in offense, total offense, top five in total defense. They don't give up a lot of big plays. They're good situationally on both sides of the ball. Um, so this is going to be a really difficult test for the Colts. But I think they're up for it. And, you know, the Colts have the second most difficult schedule uh, remaining in the mm-hmm. NFL with, with seven mm-hmm. games to go. So if they're going to get back in it, um, it will have meant, if they do get back in it, that is, it will have meant they beat some really good teams. And, um, you know, hopefully they're, they're going to hopefully send a message to the rest of the NFL that, you know, their slow start is a fluke and it's not indicative of the type of team that they are. I thought the uh, matchup with the Raiders, and, and it's been said by plenty of people, and I'm not brand new to this discussion, is it was just kind of what uh, people thought the Colts would look like. You rely on Jonathan Taylor, make some plays that you had to have from from Matt Ryan and manage the game and have your defense do what they do. And that's got to be their blueprint moving forward because it's kind of how this team was set up. No, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I think just – you know, visually or just aesthetically, if you will, you know, the Colts offense looked last week how I thought it was going to look like all year, and it just hasn't transpired because the offensive line just hasn't played well. It hasn't been consistent, and I don't think it's a coincidence that Matt Ryan looked as good as he did with the offensive line playing as well Mm -hmm. as that group did, right? So I think those two things sort of go hand in hand there, and I think the Colts may have found something uh, up front. I mean, I think they finally – you know, kind of fine-tuned and tweak their offensive line to the extent where right. they feel really good about Bernard Ryman at left tackle and Will Fries at right guard. So we'll see if they can kind of put that together and, and uh, have it be transferable from last Sunday to this Sunday because they did dominate up front. They allowed some big holes for Jonathan Taylor to run through. I mean, he had that big 66-yard touchdown in the third quarter, kind of broke the game open. So um, I'm actually confident that the Colts are going to be able to run the ball against Philadelphia tomorrow because they have been gashed up front. That's sort of like the big weak link in their defense or the chink in their armor. Uh, they're a great defense, right. but for whatever reason, they're not stopping the run. You know, They're giving up on average over 140 rushing yards per game in their last five. So I do think it, it, it's, a, it's a potentially good game tomorrow for that offensive line and Jonathan Taylor. Matt Taylor joining us, voice of the Colts. Colts taking on the Eagles at Lucas Oil tomorrow afternoon. Uh, I think you bring up a great point, and that and that is this Philadelphia team 
a, a lot is made about the uh, Tua and the offense, and rightfully so. They're they're impressive, uh, and defensively they've been solid. You don't go uh, eight and one by not being solid on both sides of the ball. So the the Colts, if they can exploit that uh, ground game as they did last mm-hmm. week, I think they got a great shot. No, without question. So they're going to need another solid performance from Jonathan Taylor. They're going to need another solid performance from Matt Ryan. Um, But I think the defense is going to be really put to the test. This is going to be great on great. Not good on good, but great on great when the Eagles have the ball. Because that's a top five unit, as I said. But the Colts, all of a sudden here, they they have catapulted themselves to a top five defense uh, in, in terms of total yards, um, and they're they're giving up about 20 points per game. And even that number, I mean, it's solid, but I think even that number is deceptive because think about all the short fields they've been put on because the offense is turning the ball over or, mm-hmm. you know, throwing, mm-hmm. a, throwing a pick six. So I think that points allowed number for the Colts is really deceptive because I think they're even better than that. So what a great – think about all the great players that are going to be on the field when the Eagles have the ball, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have Jalen Hurts. You're going to have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, and then for the Colts, DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart, Bobby O'Karake, Zaire Franklin, Stephon Gilmore. I mean, that's that's a that's a Pro Bowl matchup or you know scenario just right there on its own with all those right. All Pro players or former All Pro players on the field at the same time. So that's going to be sort of a big game within the game coming up tomorrow. I'm just really excited to see how that plays out. You'll hear him tomorrow on many of these same stations around the state. Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts, Colts and uh, the Eagles tomorrow. Matt, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Have fun tomorrow. You got it, Bob. Will do. It's going to be awesome. I appreciate your time. Anytime. Thank you. Matt Taylor. Matt Taylor. Thank you so much, Matt. Colts, Eagles. Very important game. I think... um, Clearly, we all understand this is a different opponent, uh, Eagles as opposed to the Raiders. Um, the interesting thing about the game is it'll give you a, a better understanding, a clearer uh, barometer, if you will, for where this Colts franchise is. I think they're you know, obviously headed in the right direction and it'd be great if they can get another win tomorrow. Scoreboard update coming up with Josh Mullenix will come back and talk Butler basketball with Mark Minner on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. My name is Josh Mullenix. This is an Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update. We just heard from Matt Taylor on tomorrow's game against the Eagles. Jeff Saturday on the sideline for the first time in front of the Indianapolis Colts fans at Lucas Oil Stadium. Here's what he said, man. He is excited. Don't spend it all in warm-ups, right? Like, let's make sure that we, you know, keep composure and keep this thing. That'll be more for me. I get, I get super excited for our fans and want to do our best and want to, want to show the, 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 the league how good these guys in this locker room are. But uh, I'll definitely be excited. Colts take on the 8-1 and one Eagles tomorrow afternoon. The Indiana Pacers beat the Orlando Magic 114-113. Tyrese Halliburton, 22 points and 14 assists, along with two steals and three blocks. Miles Turner rolling right along with another double-double, 20 points and 11 rebounds. Blue and gold moved to 9-6 and six on the season and tied for fourth in the Eastern Conference through 15 games. Plenty of college basketball action across the state this evening and 
again this afternoon. Valpo beat Incarnate Word 68-64. The Beacons, 20 free throws uh, in 23 tries. IUPUI beat Franklin 59-45. to Franklin just 5 of 29 from the three-point line. No Grizzlies player finished in double figures. Ball State beat Indiana South Bend 86-72. to Six different Cardinals in double figures. Jalen Sellers, 18 points and 14 rebounds. SMU beat Evansville 55-47. The Purple Aces move to 1-3. and For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Josh Molinex. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven, the number two, savelives.org is their website. College basketball today, Butler, 89-42 winners over the Citadel. The voice of the Bulldogs, Mark Minner, joins me. Hello, Mark. Hey, Coach. How you doing? Long time no talk. I'm doing great now that you called me. Um, You know, I just... You know, we talk a lot during the basketball season. I just don't understand why I don't call you during the off season. I apologize. I miss you, Coach. I miss you. Well, That's the reality I, not of the as situation. much as I miss you. Seriously, I appreciate that. So, I appreciate that. Dogs, dogs, kind of put up some points here. They're off to a three and one start. Tell me what you think about this team. Well, it's been a, a fun start to the season. Uh, obviously, gosh, since the last time uh, we, we were on the sports talk, it's a lot's changed. Obviously, the entrance of Thad Mata and a, and a new coaching staff. Um, a lot of the guys that were uh, returning from this past year have, have stayed on. In fact, the entire team has stayed on. And right. then you brought in a couple right. of impact transfers that have already played immediate minutes in, in Eric Hunter Jr. And, and Manny Bates, both uh, veteran players, Manny Bates from North Carolina State, and Eric Hunter Jr. from, from Purdue. Uh, Ali Ali is another player that uh, transferred in who, has yet to uh, uh, play time uh, within Butler. But it's been fun to watch the maturation of the guys that return back. You, you look at guys like Simas Lukosius, Chuck Harris, Jaden Taylor, players that have been in double figures uh, in mm-hmm. each game this season. And then a guy like Manny Bates who comes in, has double doubles in his first couple games, has, has five blocks tonight, um, You know, just kind of matchup di- differences tonight. So it wasn't as impactful on the, uh, in the scoring column, but super impactful on the floor. And and Thad has come in with this with this staff, and they have really pushed an up tempo style. Um, they have been very aggressive. I thought they defended really well. Uh, and as Nick Gardner was commenting on the broadcast today, just a, a true forty minute game here today. They jumped out to a seventeen zero start, uh, kept the pedal down, and ended up with a big eighty nine forty two victory over the Citadel, Citadel this evening. Before they head out to the battle for Atlantis. The battle for Atlantis, they're going to find out quickly what they're all about when they play Tennessee. <laughs> I think yeah, you don't get any cupcakes in this one. You got you got Tennessee <laughs> no. first, and you got BYU or USC, and then you got look at the other side of the bracket. You got Kansas, North Carolina State, you got Wisconsin, Dayton. So you got a you got a really tough field down there. Yeah, you really do. And let's remember, Thad Mata is one of those elite level coaches. I think for right. those who, right. who didn't already know it, you're talking about somebody who, who you know has played for national championships. Uh, his pedigree is impeccable. Not to mention the fact that you know this better than I. He's just a great guy. He's a great guy to be around, and you want to perform for him, which is, uh, I think, very important for this group. It's been fantastic to be around him, and and obviously it's always it's always a challenge anytime you're, you know, th- th- this is a difficult business, and so anytime that there's transition yeah. on that, it's always always challenging in, in all directions. 
but, you know, Thad Mata's a, a Butler guy, right? A graduate assistant coach, right. a head coach. He's he he knows the program. His kids went to Butler. He's been around, and so you know he's since he left Ohio State. He's he's been around campus too. He's been watching practices. He's very familiar with the program. And yeah, I'd heard it because I I talked to Nick for years who played for him. But just how impactful of a coach he was, and 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 how much of a beyond the basketball side of it, right. just how great right. of a person he is, right? And so he's somebody who who engenders a lot of. Uh, confidence in his players and, and he gets you to achieve a lot and so you've seen that in the offseason this year it's been, been a blast to be around him and then also just on the floor with if he and the staff he's assembled and I think these players these players have really responded and they're shorthanded right now there's there's been a handful of injuries and so the front court depth has been challenged but um, these guys have responded really well at a, a tough setback at Penn State and just the you know the, the shot selection or the shots didn't mm-hmm. fall uh, on Monday in uh, uh, out uh, at University Park, but you know, I think you look at the other three games, and they've been decisive victories for the Bulldogs between New Orleans, St. Francis, and the Citadel tonight. Can you hang on through this short break? Absolutely, Coach. Absolutely. Yeah, for me, yeah. I mean, you can. Yeah, for you, for, me, for you. Are you kidding me? I'd even give you a putt. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mark Minner, and I'll come back talk some more Butler basketball and Indiana sports talk. Welcome back, everyone. Glad you could join us on Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We're rejoined by Mark Minner, the voice of the Butler Bulldogs. Bulldogs with a very impressive win today over the Citadel, 89-42. Headed down to the Bahamas to be in the battle for Atlantis. They'll take on Tennessee on Wednesday at 7.30. All right, you were mentioning shorthanded on uh, personnel with the dogs with a little injury bug going around. Yeah, they've got, especially in the front court right now, you've got John Michael Malloy battling a foot injury. Uh, mm. You've got Jalen Thomas, who had uh, essentially a blood clot in his lung that he's not been able to play. Yikes. This is a transfer from Jordan, Georgia State. Uh, big right. for the Bulldog, Ali Ali, had a concussion protocol that he's been working through. Uh, and so you've been just kind of battling these different injuries. Miles Wilmoth with, a, with an arm injury as well. So it's led to increased uh, minutes, certainly for the, the core group of players, but it's also honestly coach let increase opportunity people like pierce thomas uh sure. Brownsburg native 21 minutes today coach i have to describe something if you didn't get a chance to see this pierce we we know has his incredible athleticism was a track and field star was a basketball star at brownsburg nine points today four four at the line but his he went baseline he got a feed he was kind of in the short corner started moving toward the baseline got a feed from chuck harris most people would go up through uh, through contact and finish with a big mm-hmm. dunk. Pierce decided mm-hmm. to go in and reverse the dunk over the top. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just like right. everybody in England was like, what just happened? Right? So you, you start to see <laughs> right. not only the right. unique nature of, of his offensive and athletic ability, but also defensively the impact that he, Miles Tate, DJ Hughes, have made on the floor off the bench. So it's it's been fun to watch those guys get extra opportunities and then Simas Lukosius, Manny Bates, Eric Connor, Chuck Harris, and Jane Taylor, the, the starters out there, uh, all, all playing big-time minutes and big-time roles for the team right now. But but it's a big question because in the Bahamas, you have three games in three days, right? So you, right. you don't have right. a lot of time to rest, and it's it's asking a lot of, uh, of your players, especially against the caliber of competition you got down there. All right, my suggestion is sunblock. Take a lot with you. Okay. <laughs> what would you? Okay, talk to me right now. What do I need to know? Where, what do I need to make sure that I'm? What's my bucket list down there? 
as a broadcaster. Uh, I have no idea. I've, I've never been to the Bahamas. Um, um, but and here's how here here's how bad I am. My uh, my my daughter and son-in-law are investors in a uh, boutique hotel in the Bahamas. And we really? haven't been down. We haven't been down there yet. And so, I've, I, number one, I got I got to get that changed. But Coach, that uh, it'll be fun. To your intelligence very much. You got to well, hook up down there. You know, no, they look. They've both. They've both blasted me. And uh, <laughs> you know, there, there are reasons. There are reasons why. But I yeah, obviously I can't talk about them on the air. But I, I want you to have a good time. Call me if you can. And it's great to uh. catch up with you. Pick up your phone and call me. I think Brad kind of intimated to you. Give me a call before you leave town, and let's catch up, okay? Uh, I love it. I love it. Coach, great to speak with you again. Hope you're doing well, and we'll talk Uh, soon. Okay. Thanks very much. Butler over to the Citadel today, headed down to the Bahamas to play in the battle for Atlantis. It's a pretty good hour. Coming up, top of the hour scoreboard update with – the man himself, Josh Mullenix, and then we're going to continue to talk some more football and basketball. This is Indiana Sports Talk.